Welcome to Off the Court, a show dedicated to making you the best version of yourself as a player and as a person. I'm Coach Jack, CEO and owner of Close the Gate Hoops. If you're trying to take your life and game to the next level, this is the podcast for you. Let's get it. What up, gatekeepers? Back at you with another episode of Off the Court. Today with me, I have again um, Coach Aaron, and we have an awesome topic that um, is something that my dad would actually tell me daily. Um, and it has to do with change. Um, and the quote my dad used all the time was adapt and overcome, right? And this is extremely relative to the game of basketball and in the game of life, because basically everything's going to be thrown at you for everything to go wrong, right? In the game of basketball, it's going to be a challenge. That's why it's fun in the first place, but um, it's set up for you to fail almost, right? And you have to have the ability to adapt and overcome. Same thing in life. It's not supposed to be perfect. It's supposed to be a challenge. Um, and that's what we're going to dive deep into. Um, today. So Aaron, did you want to start talking about um, why you wanted to pick um, dealing with change and why being able to adapt and overcome is so important? Yes. Uh, so recently I've had a lot of different kinds of changes to my life and, you know, nothing like me now versus me a year ago today is so much different. I've, a lot of things have changed throughout my life. So I kind of wanted to talk about how important it is to be able to deal with change and be able to overcome all kinds of things. Um, so my parents just moved out of Janesville. So I'm no longer a Janesville resident anymore. That was a huge change. Um, obviously coming back to lacrosse, huge change. It was a struggle a little bit at first, you know, because it takes a little bit of time to adapt, but change is going to be inevitable in every single person's life. Okay. Nothing, nothing is, can be constant forever. Um, especially when you're talking about external things. But, um, the reason I want to talk about it is because the way you can, handle changes by creating internal constants, things like your mindset, motivation, your own mental health, things like that. I think, I think that is really good, Aaron, in terms of how you talked about internal constants. I like that as a quote for you. Um, but to go off what you said, it's the same thing for me. And it's actually a funny story. I was looking every once in a while, I'm crazy with notebooks, right? I, I fill out notebooks constantly and I have like 20 of them probably filled out over the last year, year and a half since I really started diving deep in with CTG. Um, but one of the notebooks, it was like a year ago from right now. And it said my bank account was at like $0, mm-hmm. right? And so thinking of that, like how CTG was basically nothing, right? And now we've got stuff in Jane's Will Lacrosse. We got 30 podcast episodes. Just to think about that is kind of crazy how much has changed over the year. And even for you and Connor, like I'm sure a year ago today, you probably never thought you were doing stuff like this with CTG. No shot. No shot. Um, but I think going off what you said in terms of internal constants, that is definitely the most important thing because that's probably what moves constantly. That makes it such a struggle for everybody to adapt and overcome. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So one thing that it reminds me of, like when we all got sent home from COVID, um, right before that I was up here in lacrosse, this was my freshman year. So a couple of years ago, but we, I was getting into a groove. I really liked my routine. I was starting to do things that I really wanted to do. And then just like that, it was just done. You had to go home and, you know, and it changed my mindset too. My whole mindset changed around. I was like, all right, well, I'm going to go home and I just can't do anything. I'm screwed, you know, but really if you keep that same mindset, if that mindset was still the same and it's, it's hard to do that because it's, you know, it's a huge change and, you know, COVID had a really big mental effect on everyone, I think. But um, if you're able to keep that same mindset with a big change like that, you can still be striving towards your goals in the same way you were before that change. 
No, totally. And I think um, personally for me going into COVID, I was probably one of the only people that was actually excited about it mm-hmm. just because um, it's it's the only time really in our life, probably, unless we have another similar COVID situation mm-hmm. that life is on pause. You know what yep. I mean? Um, and I, I, I actually enjoyed being with my family basically all day. And I did. That was probably the last time I ever played video games, which isn't the most productive thing in the world. But I definitely spent a lot of time on myself, too, just because I, I didn't have anything to do. Right. Yeah. Um, so I think going in with that mindset of excitement about it actually is what helped me get through it um, compared to most people. But that's yeah. why it's so important. Like Constance, you got to turn everything into excitement, no matter what it is. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, not just based off personal preference, like what I did with COVID. Yeah. And well, that randomness that we get from life, like that's what makes it so great. That's what makes life so great. No day is the same thing as the last day. Right. Because it's like, that would be so boring if every single day was the same thing. And it's like, we've talked about that in basketball. I think you, you brought up that quote where it was like, if you made every single shot, would basketball be fun? Yeah. And I, I think we all agreed that it definitely wouldn't be as fun. Right. Yep. Um, if you, you know, cause if you won every game, you made every shot, made every single right play every single time, there's no way it'd be as fun because for there to be those high moments that you have, there has to be lows as well. It, that's totally true. And that the, the unknown factor is what makes it so real. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um, like right now, the Platteville team, we have a rank five in the country. We're one of the favorites to win it all. Right. But it's not, nothing's for sure. Like we can get in that NCAA tournament and get upset right away. Yeah. Um, but that's what makes it so real. And the thrill mm-hmm. of actually striving towards that goal. We talk about the randomness and how everything is, um, you know, bound to change at some point it's changes almost ne- is necessary to life it is um but it's also important to find the consistency in your own life right and try to create as much consistency as you can because you know if you're if you're not like in a routine i really suggest you get in some kind of routine something you can stick to because it'll definitely increase any like productivity that you uh, are working on or just your general happiness as well because that routine can cause some you know like some normalcy in your life and it's not just randomness all the time and i think to go off what you said too, that's super, super important is real, realizing when you have these um, adapt and overcome situations actually arise because that's how you can get better at it. Right. Mm-hmm. And the, those situations are probably the most frustrating ones. Mm-hmm. Right. A great example of this um, is so the shoe in the bubble in the bottom of my shoe popped right before um, one of our scrimmages or something. And we didn't have our team shoes in yet. So I went to Dubuque to go buy some new shoes and I got back for the scrimmage. The right shoe was the right size. It was a size 10 and the left shoe was a size nine. So I couldn't even wear the new shoes that I bought. So I had to adapt and overcome and just wear the, the broken ones, um, which obviously I was extremely frustrated about, but I just thought about my dad in my head saying adapt and overcome. And it's like those situations, it's like a muscle in your brain. It's like a bicep curl for your adapt. Um, an ability to overcome, you got to recognize those situations and actually grow it, right? Because none of us in the beginning are going to be good at being able to adapt and overcome, right? It's just natural human instinct to be frustrated with a situation or someone else. But I thought that was really good. Yeah. So you got to throw yourself into those situations where you're not comfortable or some kind of weird change or randomness is happening to you. Right. And then, you know, you'll, it's, it's like a, yeah, it's like you're, like you said, it's like working out a muscle. It's just working out your brain, I guess, and the ability to do that. Yeah. And in terms of like the stuff you're talking about in terms of finding constants and consistencies, mm-hmm. I think it's, it's really important that you find out what the most important ones are to you mm-hmm. right? to keep you in, in that um, state of centeredness. Right. Cause if everything was random, you didn't really have a routine or something that was really important to you. Like for me, 
um, working on my game is really important to me. And that's, that's, it's almost like a part of me. Like if I don't do it, I just feel not normal. Yeah. Right. And other things you put down, like, um, diet, school, sleep, things of that nature. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really important that you narrow down what the most important values are to you basically. Yeah. And then, uh, and then doing that will make those things way easier. Right. Cause if you're struggling with school, but you're not really like, you don't really have any kind of plan or any kind of routine. You're just kind of, when something pops up, you'll go do this. And then something else pops up, you'll go do that. It makes it a lot more chaotic in your head and harder to figure all that out and keep it all straight. 100%. 100%. Another example that I have of adversity and change. The, so the Bucks championship team there, they lost Dante. DiVincenzo, he was there. He was their starter and losing a starter is just extremely difficult for any team, you know, especially a team that's trying to make a championship run because no matter the role that they play, it's still a role that needs to be filled and a role that only that person fills. So it almost changes up their whole game plan. You know, they find other ways to succeed, right? So a lot of times when people are trying to reach those goals that they have, and then one minor change happens, they think that that goal is just dead, but there's so many other ways and different angles that you can reach for that goal, right? If your goal is to, you know, win a state championship and, you know, you're, you have one player that's, uh, that gets hurt or something, there's different ways. The next person will step up. There's different ways to adapt and different ways to be successful, I guess. And you, you also put down too, that we all forget about during that championship run is when Giannis went down with his knee injury yeah, and yeah. everyone was freaking out. Right. Um, and I think Giannis is a perfect example of adapting and overcoming because, from what people were saying, he literally did rehab the second he woke up until the moment he went to bed. Yeah. So he obviously observed the situation, realizing he can't do anything about it. And he did, he adapted, which was dealing with the injury that he had and doing everything he could to get back as fast as possible. Mm-hmm. And in terms of Giannis, like on the bench during those games, when he was out, he wasn't pouting. He didn't look like he was about himself. Right. He was still the one freaking out after every play for his teammates, which I think, um, is the best part about Giannis, honestly, is his ability to adapt and overcome. Mm-hmm. Well, we see we see that that ability to adapt and overcome is like a very, very necessary skill to have in sports. And that's why you see so many times these players that have these crazy backstories of crazy things that they've overcome because they've built that skill throughout their life. You know, we've talked about Jimmy Butler on here. Um We've talked about other players too that I can't really think of any off the top of my head, but there's so many different, there's so many different stories from professional sports that they adapted some huge thing and then they overcame it. And then that's translated directly to their game because they're able to, you know, take in so much like adversity. 100%. And it's almost like the game, it's much smaller than the game is compared to what they had to go through, yeah. right? Which makes it way easier for them when right. On the flip side, it makes the game a lot harder when the game's everything to you, right? Mm-hmm. Have a bad game, everything comes crashing down in your head, um, which is another great point that you brought up, Aaron. Another mm-hmm. thing, too, that I want to talk about, the more and more we're talking about this, you could argue adapt and overcome is like, so if you think of yourself, I like to use this analogy, if you think of yourself as like a video game or leveling up as your player, right? So um, let's say, what's a video game you like, Aaron? That's not uh, some modern warfare Call of Duty uh, stuff. Uh, I don't know. I haven't played video game. My new favorite game is PGA. P- like the golf? The golf one. That's my new favorite one. Okay. So obviously, if you have your My Player for golf, you're not going to be really, really good to start. Right. To level up your skills and things of that nature, you have to get points. In terms of like leveling up ourselves in the game of life, like if we start at a certain level, I think the biggest gap to level up could be adapting and overcoming. Mm-hmm. Right. Because 
that in terms of growth is so important to just get past things, right? Because a lot of um, normal people and even us too, right? We get so caught up on things that um, we can't control or really don't matter. And we're just kind of worrying for no reason. Um, So we get stuck, right? When we could be doing other things with this time when we're in a period of being stuck. So you could argue that being able to adapt and overcome is the most important part of if you're looking to um, self-grow yourself as fast as you can. Uh, so right now, we don't know when you're going to be listening to this podcast because we have a lot of overproduced episodes. Um, but recently, the Packers actually just beat the Cardinals. We're 7-0 and at the time, and we were 6-1, and and Rodgers didn't have his top three wide receivers. So going into the game, there was a lot of talk that we weren't going to be able to do anything, obviously, because Rodgers had nobody to throw to. So that was a good example of not just Rodgers, but the team as a whole being able to adapt and overcome over all mm-hmm. those adversities. Um, it's another good, it's just like Giannis, right? It doesn't really matter what's being thrown at them in, in their mind. There's only one thing that's going to happen. It's the goal that they want to see happen. And that's the um, thing. That's the thing with the team aspect, right? If, if you have one person going through something and, you know, then you need other people to step up. That's why it's a group. It's a group project, right? It's not a singular thing. If we have Devonte Adams, Alan Lazard and MVS all out, right? Our three best receivers, other people have to step up and Randall Cobb stepped up. Um, the guy that made that, uh, that interception in the end zone, I didn't even know who that was until he did that. Right. But it's like, he stepped up in the, in the big moment when his team needed him to. And that's, that's why it's so important to be like close knit as a team. So you guys are able to do that. Yeah. Obviously we don't know him very well, but we know that he was cut by the Cardinals. Right. Mm -hmm. So he has, he obviously has a good muscle of adapting and overcoming goes the Packers gets his revenge. Right. Um, So that's an awesome example of that. Another thing that comes to mind when adapting, overcoming, that's probably one of my number one affirmations too. Um, I haven't been doing good with the habit as of late, but over the last year, I would, I loved rewriting adapt and overcome in my um, notebook. Cause in my head, there's so many situations that arise where you can actually do that. Right. Big or small. Um, Like today I was supposed to have a, a meeting with an academic advisor for my next classes he didn't, um, he forgot to schedule it. Right. So Mm -hmm. I could look at this and be extremely frustrated about how I wasted my time going over to this meeting and he wasn't there and things of that nature, Mm -hmm. but I just rescheduled it from tomorrow. I push it out of my brain. You just got to adapt and overcome like things like that. Um, it's not just the, like what happens in the situation. It's almost like what it's taking up in your brain too. Cause that stuff matters like brain space. You got to think of your brain as an apartment and there's only so much room for stuff. Right. And you don't want to waste room with things that don't matter. Yeah. And, and we talk about, we talk about when we're talking about our topics as in general, we're usually talking larger scale just because that's how we can explain it. But these are, these are everyday occurrences, right? These, the little changes in your life, right? You just like Jack talked about the missed schedule with his academic advisor, like things like that. You could wake up and pour your bowl of cereal and then you have no milk in the fridge. Just these little (laughs) tiny, like, adversity type of deals, right. That, you know, they frustrate you, but they just, you got to push them out of your brain, you know, just like Jack said, with the brain space, you can't, you can't let those things bother you. And I know you've talked about this before Aaron, on the podcast too, is like when you see somebody and they could be having a terrible day and they they come off as almost being a dick. And Mm -hmm. you've said before, like, you obviously can't, you never know what that person's going through. Um, But generally the most grumpy people in the world probably are really bad at adapting and overcoming. Right. Cause like you said, not having milk for cereal could really piss some people off and it could ruin their mm-hmm. entire day. Like that little, little yeah. thing. Right. Yeah. Um, so it's almost like um, people that 
almost have a negative cloud over them. The, their worst trait is not being able to adapt and overcome. So basically, gatekeepers, what we've talked about today is that change is going to happen no matter what you do in your life. It's inevitable. Um, there is no kind of constant that you can deal with externally because everything external is pretty much out of your control. But we do want you to try to create those internal constants like your mindset and motivation and those little forms of consistency in your life with your things like your diet, uh, school and sleep like things that we've talked about. We also talked about how change is necessary and the randomness of life is what makes it so beautiful that every single day is different, right? And we've talked about how every single, if everything was the same all the time, right? It would not be as fun because there has to be lows if there's going to be highs in your life. 100%. And to piggyback off your recap, Aaron, the most important part to adapting and overcoming is observation of situations that are actually giving you the opportunity to adapt and overcome, right? So like things like you said, um, no milk in the cereal or missing my, or my academic advisor didn't come to my meeting, things of that nature, being able to observe it and knowing that you're building that muscle in your brain is the most, probably the most important part of the whole process. Is there anything else you want to say in your recap? I don't think so. I think I awesome. That was a really, really good episode. Um, quick speed round. We're, we've done speed round so many times. We got to think of, I know there's just I'm running out so many we questions. Can think of Coach okay. Aaron, what was your first ever job? My first ever job was, well, there's, there was like little side jobs. I did. I was a ref for JBA, um, back way back in the day, but my first actual job was as a construction worker for advanced construction. I did that for, three summers and taught me a lot. There was a lot of stuff I, I'm glad I know now, but I don't think I would ever go back to doing construction. <laughs> in terms of, I, I mean, in terms of my personal experience with jobs, I, I've done close the gate basically my whole life, except the one real job I had was during COVID because you couldn't do close the gate because you can train right. everybody. Mm-hmm. was print, was yep. putting the mask together. Um, oh I would never go back and do that in terms of Absolutely factory not. jobs. <laughs> um, but it was fun doing it with the friends suffering uh, yeah. together. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've kind of had the luxury of trying out a bunch of different kinds of jobs just cause I, you know, I had different opportunities to go do that. And I think my favorite one was my serving job at draft house. That was a lot of fun. It was just fun talking to people and stuff like that, but no, yeah, that can, would, that would definitely be the route. Um, I would go personally, if you're listening right now is to try out a bunch of different stuff. Mm-hmm. Obviously if you find a sweet gig, like being a basketball trainer, working with kids, maybe stick with that. But yeah. Um, I think your route was really good, Aaron. Mm-hmm. Just try out. I mean, there's little things in different jobs that you can find out that you like, right? I liked having conversations and talking to people. So I found serving to be, you know, a good thing for that because you can go talk to people and when, when you're serving. Obviously, you know, the basketball trainer was my actual favorite job. I'm not <laughs> talking about that. There's, I mean, you can't beat that. But um, No, there's nothing. You can't beat that. Mm-mm. Um, Awesome. You got a question for me? Mm-hmm. Who's your favorite student? <laughs> you you can't answer that question. I know. I'm trying to think of another question. Hold on. If you had a time machine, where would you go? Dang. Have we See, asked now, that? No. That's a okay. good speed round question. If I had a time machine, where would I go? Wow. I don't know where I'd go. One, maybe to see the dinosaurs. See what those were like. Obviously, meet Jesus. Mm-hmm. I don't really know because before the last hundred years, it's, it's danger territory, right? You don't live very long. Would you want to go to the future or go to the past? That's a good question. I honestly probably would want to go to the I future. Think, 
Okay. Well, I think I'd go to the future, but not anywhere in my lifetime. Like I'd want to go like way in the future. Just oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't want to see. I wouldn't want to know my story, right? Because that would only make you think more when you go back to your present moment. That would kill. That kill the randomness of life. That makes it beautiful. Exactly. There's no adapting and overcoming if you look at your future gatekeepers. So don't go on time travel um, to see what you're like when you're 50 years old. Okay. Um, awesome. To wrap up, probably the most mu- the the most important muscle to build inside your brain, gatekeepers, is the ability to adapt and overcome. Great episode. I'm Coach Jack. Coach Aaron. We're out, baby. Peace. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of Off the Court. If you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, please don't forget to leave reviews if you haven't yet. This helps us with engagement and helps us rank higher to make an influence on more basketball lives. I also strongly encourage you guys to check out our free ebook download that's 25 pages long, How to Unlock the Mental Side of the Game. I was a player that was constantly grinding and constantly working, and it was really hard for me not to see results from the amount of work I was putting in. But this ebook that I wrote dives exactly into those types of questions. I was completely ignoring the most important part of basketball, which is the mental side of the game. So the 25 page ebook that I wrote is for you guys to give yourselves a leg up on your competition and almost like a secret weapon. I call it the basketball cheat code. Also check out our website, ctghoops.com. On there, we got tons of programs that you guys can download to make yourselves a better basketball player. We have the CTG productivity notebook, helping you guys become addicted to productivity. Of course, in-person training, We are located now in multiple cities. And then we have the CTG blog, free education on becoming your best basketball self. Lastly, follow all our social media pages at CTG Hoops, where we post multiple times a day, trying to make you the best player and person that you can be. All the links for these are down in the description below. Thank you guys so much. Make sure you guys check out all the other episodes of Off the Court and make sure you're ready for next week's episode. I'm Coach Jack. We out, baby. Peace.